So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. Wow. What a night it was from WWE, okay? We may have had zombies, and wrestling fans online may have gotten very angry that zombies were around a wrestling ring. But you know what? We got something very historic, a father-son tag team championship victory. We want to know what you think of it. A hell of a monster triple threat main event for the WWE Championship. We want to know what you think about it. Roman Reigns is still a no-good, dirty son of a... We want to know what you think about it. Oh, it's Sports Key to Wrestling. It is our WrestleMania Backlash post-show review and recap. What is going on, everybody? I am Kev Kelm. That is Jose G. We are live with you. Go ahead and hit that like button. Go ahead and hit those reactions. If you are with us live, let us know what you thought of a huge night, a night that exceeded a lot of expectations. Your opinions matter. Your opinions get on screen, but also you drive the show. We're going to shake those ropes, Jose. We're going to shake those ropes. There is over 100 people watching live. If you're watching for the first time, we want to know where you're watching from, okay? We want to know what was your favorite match of the night, and we want to get you on screen, especially if you're with us here for the first time. Go ahead and smash like and subscribe, all that good internet stuff. But seriously, if you're watching us here on Facebook, check out our YouTube channel. We have a lot of extra stuff there. We have listicles. Uh, Monday nights, we have Vince Russo uh, reviewing Monday Night Raw. Friday nights, we have Dutch Mantel reviewing SmackDown. Wednesday nights, Jose G does a review of AEW and NXT called The Debrief. Plus, exclusive interviews. Bailey was on our channel this week. Jim Ross as well. And we're podcasting everything right there. You guys can see the ticker on the bottom. You give us on uh, Spotify. So uh, let us know what you're drinking, too. He's got a, he, you're doing a Heineken? What do you got there? Heineken uh, yeah, Zero? I, yeah, I got to finish the night strong with a, with a nice Heineken. And no, it's not zero. It's a full strength. <laughs> it's, it's a real deal, baby. It's uh, the real um, deal. Let's see Just what fans like Roman Reigns tonight. Uh, Roman Reigns was a no good son of a bitch. Dante Hewitt, he didn't like it. He said it was trash. Uh, we got people watching from Florida. Uh, we have people sounding off here about what this show was here. Uh, uh, we have some people saying the best match was the lasting match, the main of the the WWE Championship Triple Threat Main Event match. Bobby Lashley successfully defended against Braun Strowman, Drew McIntyre. Uh, a really, really wild big man match. Some of the best big man stuff I've ever seen. We got people watching Houston, Texas. Houston may, uh, you know, they're one of those many areas that's in line for SummerSlam this year. Uh, we have a couple people watching from Texas. Uh, Ozzy texted in. Thank you so much, Ozzy. We see you all the time. He says Roman versus Cesaro was good until the match, until after the match. That sucked. He didn't like that. People join us from St. Louis. Go ahead and tell us where you guys are watching from, what you guys thought of the pay-per-view. Uh, also, we'll ask for your, your 1 to 10 rating. 1 to 10. And you can do the points. You want to do, do a, a 7.5 or this or that? Uh, we'll, we'll ask what you think of it. I loved this show. I thought this was really, really good. Uh, and before anyone brings it up, we'll talk about zombies, because here's the thing. I've said this before. Online, you guys love to jump on something and sink your <laughs> teeth and you almost become zombies. 
brainless zombies following the horde of wherever the smarts tell you to go and rip on something. And it was funny, and I do it. I enjoy Botchamania. When wrestling's bad, you make fun of it, and you have a good. Of course. Absolutely. how quickly, how quick, I'm going to swear too early in a video, but how freaking quickly (laughs) did people forget that they just saw this incredible tag team match where a father and a son won a tag team title together in a very, very good match that had all of the classic elements in it. And five minutes later, because they do some goofy thing that's tied into a movie that they're marketing, they have zombies around the ring. People say, this is the worst thing ever. And this is what wrestling sucks. This is exactly why I don't watch WWE anymore. This is exactly why I don't watch WWE. But I'm tweeting about it on a Sunday night. You, you dope. You, you savory dope. You just crap in a tub and bathe in it, don't you? Like, I mean, come on. Get over yourself. Get over yourself. Did you see that tonight online? Did you see that? Oh, yeah. I saw tons of negative responses to the zombie, Mm -hmm. uh, to the the zombie lumberjack uh, match that we saw between Damian Priest and The Miz. However, even though I was taken back by it because it just kind of came out of nowhere, I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was. You I may mean, be who, in the you may be in the minority on that. I'm, I'm probably gonna be. You know, I'm that guy that like that likes talking shop mania. You know, that okay. really type of like ridiculous. See? And this was just like ridiculous, and it was great because mm-hmm. it was like we got to see some comedy relating to Morrison and to the Miz, and they both get eaten alive. So like, what's mm-hmm. gonna happen with them? But I mean, it caught me by surprise. I really kind of enjoyed the background scenery with the apocalyptic buildings all, you know, collapsing on each other and the eerie music and the fog machines. And then you had like that thriller moment where, you know, Miz is walking one point and then he stopped by zombies and then he walks to another area and then he stopped by zombies. Very, very thriller Michael Jackson like. Uh, but I, I I liked it. I thought it was entertaining. It may, people may, may knock on it because, yeah, but guess what? Army of the Dead was the sponsor for this pay-per-view, and they got to do something with this movie, mm-hmm. and Dave Batista couldn't be at the Thunderdome, so what's the next best thing? Dave Batista's friends from Army of the Dead, the zombies. Um, you know, some people enjoy agreeing with you. Daniel saying, I loved it all. Zombies all day. Other people saying it was garbage. Jessica Hoffman saying, love the zombies. I wonder who did the makeup. Yeah, they did have good makeup. They did have cool-looking makeup. There was an they Elvis did. zombie in there. Did I think it was unnecessary? Uh, yeah, to a degree. I didn't think it was needed. Um, if they told you it was going to be a zombie lumberjack match in advance, do you think people would have been more interested in it or no? Maybe. Maybe this match they didn't. They just, they, they just kind of revealed this during the pay-per-view. Yeah, they really did. But maybe this match should have been saved for Extreme Rules, the monster show. Remember when we had that last year? <laughs> or or but, Halloween Havoc. You know, or <laughs> Halloween Havoc, something like that. But I'm digging it, you know, especially since they're promoting Batista's new movie, Army of the Dead. I'm mm-hmm. a huge zombies guy. So I thought it was cool. I just never thought we'd see the day that, I mean, I mean, we got to see him in NXT sometime last year. Mm-hmm. Remember that? With uh, during Halloween Havoc, but yeah. you know, I didn't expect it to see it during a pay per view, and I was actually pleasantly surprised. Uh, we got a lot of people watching us for the first time. Thank you so much. We have this lot after pay per views. Go ahead and hammer the like button, give us your reactions. Uh, what you think, if there's something funny on the show that you like, a comment that we're popping up and we're choosing here on screen, let us know what you think. Also, we're podcasting this audio, so we're putting this audio out. If you don't hear the whole thing, 
Go get us on Spotify. Go get us on any podcast and audio app that you have so you can jump in here in this conversation as well. For the podcasting people, check us out on the video channels. You can join all this fun stuff. Ryan Lehman giving our, one of our first ratings we were featuring here on screen. He says he was at a four out of ten. Very predictable. The zombies were so stupid. Uh, Ryan, <laughs> I'm not going to say that your comment is stupid because I think everyone's comment does matter. But I don't think this one five-minute goof of a commercial of a match takes away from the, the Mysterios beating, the, beating those dastardly dirty dogs. Man, right? I, I did not this see that coming, match. actually. Let's get into that. Mysterios, uh, Dominic gets beaten up backstage before this. They're, they're, they cut to a trainer. Ray looks like he's going to be out there by himself. We're getting like a handicap match. So, oh, maybe we're just not going to get the Mysterios winning the tag bouts tonight. And they'll delay it a little bit. Then Dominic comes out. I'm like, okay, this is a fun swerve. We've seen stuff like this before. And it, was, it wasn't uh, anything I haven't seen before. But I like the way it worked because this is a father and a son. This is a father and a son. Why does it have to be more complicated than that? And also, give it up to Rude and Ziggler. Working and working with one man. Really gelling together. That baseball slide and the super kick outside the ring that they oh, did. Oh, that was beautiful. Um, uh, also, uh, Dominic getting the win. Dominic getting the win was the right thing. I love the moment where Rey Mysterio kind of handled Ziggler and got him out of the ring with a, with a sunset powerbomb right into the apron and almost went to it and said, no, do it, do it now. Like, like, like trusting his son. That's mm -hmm. good storytelling. It is fantastic. You can only create that with characters with an organic bond, like a father and a son loved it. One of the best tag team matches I've seen from WWE in a long, long time. It, it definitely had a lot of really good storytelling and it actually caught me by surprise that they became new tag team champions, mm -hmm. especially with the attack prior to the match and Rey Mysterio having to go out and have a two-on-one handicap match. I thought, I was like, wow, like, then who are they going to replace him with? I'm like immediately thinking in my head, oh my God, are they going to bring back Cain Velasquez, you know, to be his tag partner? But no, Dominic came out later on in the match. He competed. He hit the five-star frog splash. Eddie Guerrero, we miss you. And gets the win and becomes brand new tag team champions with his father, which is mind blowing because this is history making. It's awesome. Uh, shout out to Rest Friends. Shout out to them, uh, Teddy and Iridian. Always love their work. Thank you so much. Check out their channel. Uh, yes, this is a pretty cool thing, man. This is a this is a fun fun feeling here. Uh, other people chiming in here, comment, Ray and Dominic won't have the belts long. The Usos will take them once again. You know, I'm not even thinking, I'm not even thinking past that. I'm not even thinking like <laughs> what's going to happen on SmackDown. I'm just trying to like enjoy the moment. Just, just like, enjoy it for Enjoy the moment. And for I six days at least. Uh, and there was definitely my thought of like, well, they could hold this off until they get in front of live crowds. This is one of those special things. But how long can you do that? You know, I, I don't know if you could, you could get this keep this interest as hot with today's consumption of media and how fast things turn over. I don't know if you can make that here. I don't know if you can do that here. Um, other people chiming in here, uh, more ratings coming in. Christopher Ryan Cooper, CRC says he gives the pay-per-view a 7.8, very solid matches, but man, if they were, they were, if there were fans, it would have made the night that much better, but very good show. Well, here's the mm -hmm. thing, Christopher, we're getting very, very close to that. I would say uh, we're waiting any other day now for WWE to make some type of announcement for what they're going to do for SummerSlam, which reportedly is, th there's been talk of Phoenix, Arizona. There's been talk of Texas. And there's been talk of Madison Square Garden. Now we can throw Las Vegas in the mix. You want to mm -hmm. hear out more about that? Check out our top stories of the day videos. Those are available on our YouTube. We kind of dig into what those things are. Uh, I've been asking people I know in the live entertainment industry, and they've been quite mum. 
But a lot of them have agreed with me, my friends at work in ticketing and live events, that they're like, yeah, WWE could be one of the first real touring things to hit the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and already AEW said they're going to do it in a couple of different regions. But they said if WWE does it, no, they're going to try and go everywhere they can, where, they, where they're allowed to do it. Uh, there will be regulations, but what they are, we don't know, know exactly just yet. I agree with you. I think the show would have been better with fans, but that's everything. I don't think you can judge shows like that this far into the pandemic. The Thunderdome is the Thunderdome. I don't think you should take away from something like that. But I do think uh, WWE and wrestling in general will benefit from having full, lively, healthy crowds, even if they're socially distant. What do you think, bud? Uh, yeah, and we saw it in WrestleMania, even though it was socially distant. But the fact of the reality is, you know, more states are opening. People are getting vaccinated. Uh, they're holding festivals. There are There's events that's being done. Tons you know, of the, rock festivals were announced the, this week. I the, think tons of music, major festivals, yeah. yeah. And that's the reality of the situation here in the States. So, um, and even there was a report that came out just a few days ago uh, from a source through a podcast that said that WWE is looking to get back on tour as soon as July from their learning from the announcement from AEW. So we're going to get there sooner rather than later, I believe, Kev. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love this tag team match. I thought it was absolutely great. Uh, let's get into this. Donna Marie Evans said, love it. Glad Bianca won. Well, let's talk about that. SmackDown women's tag team cha- uh, tag team titles. That was fun. Women's match. Very fun. Bailey taking on the new women's champion of SmackDown. Bianca, they used they used that long ponytail. Once again, it was a great story. It was a big story at WrestleMania when they had that awesome crack uh, to, to kind of lay into the, ki- the mm-hmm. KOD finish. Uh, tonight, it kind of played into a roll up as well. What do you think of it? I thought it was great storytelling just because Bailey was trying to take advantage of Bianca's hair throughout the entire match. And it was Bianca using her own hair to get the roll up in order to get the win over Bailey. And you just see it in Bailey's face. Like she's just dumbfounded because I kind of think she kicked out right before three, but the ref counted three anyways. So this is probably going to continue for another probably in hell in a cell. This might culminate in hell in a cell, which is five weeks away. Hell isn't Hell in a Cell usually later in the year? I think there was a change. You know, usually we get Hell in a Cell, right? the, the big page pay-per-view. We get that usually in October. And we were expecting our next pay-per-view to be Money in the Bank, which usually is the June featured show, or at least sometime in May. Uh, that was what it was last year. So a, a big pivot. And also this change wasn't announced until tonight during the pay-per-view. I think WWE smart. They know there's a lot of fans that sometimes watch a little bit of raw, watch a little bit of SmackDown. I talk to many fans who say I'm skipping raw and SmackDowns during this pandemic. and I'm only watching the pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. I've talked to plenty of them. And this is when those kind of premium choice fans, you've gotten they'll just the catch the clips on the phone. That's what they'll do. Or they'll watch on YouTube. And there's a lot of casual yeah. fans. So I really think that that was, that's why they pivoted to this point to make this announcement. What do you think of that change? Ah, oh, man, it caught me by surprise because usually hell in a cell is closer to the end of the year. And right around this time, we already are building up for money in the bank. So I, it, it really caught me by surprise. I don't know when they're planning on doing money in the bank, if that's going to mm-hmm. be, you know, before SummerSlam or after SummerSlam. I don't know. It kind of caught me by surprise because it's usually the other way around. But you know what? I'm all about it. I want to see some people, you know, get messed up inside a, inside a you know, hellacious structure. All right. So should we give the zombie hordes of wrestling smarks what they want? We've talked about some wrestling. Sure. Like, we'll talk about Roman. We'll talk about Cesaro. We'll talk about those banger matches on this card that I think are some of, 
an incredible, another night of incredible action from WWE that some people are just not going to want to give them credit for because hating WWE is still the coolest thing you can do in wrestling to some people. <laughs> so let's talk about zombies. Can we talk uh, about zombies? Here? Yes, let's absolutely I I talk about zombies. I know I went off on people for this, but they did several segments. It's Damian Priest versus The Miz, a match that has been going on. It feels like a few that's been going on since what? Uh, February? Since since the beginning of the year. January. Since, it's been going since, on since, January. Since, since Royal Rumble. Um, And we get them kind of in this lumberjack match. There was some illusion that Damian had about aliens and zombies or something, right? And you get this backstage segments where they're talking about lumberjacks and uh, Miz telling... John Morrison to go check on the lumberjacks, you know, make sure they're cool or something like that. So then they have another segment later on in the night. He goes to check on these lumberjacks, right? And they're zombies. <laughs> and then we, and then he cut back to another segment where he's kind of telling me, he's, he's like, dude, you just saw that. Okay. Is this one of your, your, your new age? <laughs> like he's trying to play it off. But the, the, the way they did this, it just kind of got wrenched into the show. Like it was just kind of like, there's zombies there. There's just zombies. There's no, there's no it's reason. Normal. It's normal zombies. And oh, by the way, this pay-per-view is brought to you by Army of the Dead, which had Batista doing a, a narrated uh, introduction for uh, Backlash, which I thought was cool. And I thought that was kind of neat. Uh, and th they did like an ad in the show that kind of just, for whatever reason, played uh, footage of WWE stuff with the movie, which I don't know. Have people react to the movie. Have some wrestlers watch the movie and have them just say, like, hey, I thought this movie was cool. Here's my I thought part. that was kind of random, too, when they were just adding just random matches to the Army of the Dead trailer. I was like, mm -hmm. what is this? What does this have to do with the, this particular storyline? So it gets to the match. It's a, it's a lumberjack match with zombies around the ring. And you brought up the graphics. It's the Thunderdome. It's all just screens, right? So they play up the graphics. And there's zombies out there. And the zombies pull John Morrison from the side of the ring. And they're fighting off the zombies. And they're fighting each other. The zombies, though, even though they are a brain-eating horde, uh, did respect the rules of the match. I do. Uh, I do appreciate that they did stay out of the ring, but I do like that they crawled and they tried to like reach. Well, they, you know, they were reaching. You know, they were doing the you know the typical zombie reaching thing. <sighs> you know, they were doing. That, you know, tr tr you know, trying to distract them, and it worked for in, in, in See, some have, instances. Given the show uh, four out of ten, Glenn, did you actually watch the pay per view? I, I I think anyone who watched this pay per view that wants to give it a four out of ten wanted to shit on the show before it started. <laughs> because if you watched Monday Night Raw and you're bummed by Monday Night Raw and then this pay-per-view comes on and you saw the work that these guys put in. Specifically it was an entertaining pay-per-view. It was good. I just don't think that this zombie thing is enough to take away from the show. And there's it, like it just isn't enough. There was the match was not that bad. I have critique here texting this worst match in WWE history. No, <laughs> no, I've seen no. much worse, man. There's this isn't been, a kennel, yeah. this isn't the kennel like hell in a cell match with boss man and El snow this isn't that like this no. isn't as bad as other things this is i think what people forget about too here Kev, no because they want to forget about it so they can say something sucks now of so they course can justify they everything they've bitched about on the internet because they want to put themselves over in bitching about something and, and it's all about ego. It's about me, 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 me. Look what I say, millionaire people who don't see me. Pay attention, you know? Come on. Just remember, though, and, and you know, people forget that WWE is an entertainment company, not just a wrestling company. They're going to entertain you first and wrestle second. And that's what happened in, in, in this particular situation. This and is ridiculous. 
Dale, Dale, uh, Dale's texting this in. Dale, I just think you're trying to piss me off now. I just think someone's trying to make me mad. All right, we're we're wanting your one out of ten ratings here. What's right? gonna if happen like- if they make you mad, Kevin? Oh, <laughs> all right. You don't want to know. To the moon, and I'm not smartest? talking about. I'm, I'm not. I'm not talking about to the moon. I'm not talking like the stonks uh, of Cameron Grimes. Okay. All right. I'm talking about it here. Uh, Jason Campbell saying we're frozen. I think we're okay, as far as people can tell. Hopefully, we're all right. And that's your internet connection. Let us know if you guys can still see us. Okay. Um, I'm of the thought that this was just a fun little thing. That's all it was. That's what I'm thinking. Like if yeah, they did this fun. on, like if they did this on a Halloween havoc, it'd be fine. Also, I'll say the thing that some people are are not wa- gonna want to hear. If they did this in AEW, oh, they were the Bravo. There would Bro. be people bitch. There would be people bitching about yeah, but it. But there would be a lot more people being. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen since zombies if, on a pay per view. If they did this in Lucha Underground, no one would complain. No. If they did this in Chikara, no one would complain. But because it's WWE, you need to complain. So we have an excuse. We can we can run at it now. Uh, and look what they, look what they did. Look what they did. Here's the thing. It's okay. Was it a great match? No. Fine. It was entertaining as hell, though. Yeah, yeah. You especially thought it was entertaining, more, especially with Morris. I thought it was funny just because of everything. Glenn, that Glenn went down. I, I, I brought this comic. Glenn gave it a four out of ten. He's like, I don't want to show in the show at all. Lol. Here's the thing, Glenn. Did you watch it though? Because if you're giving it a four out of ten, you are. Because that show is. Here's the thing. I'm. I. I, I know what my rating is. It's not less than seven. It's not less than seven. All right. Because we'll give our ratings before the end of the show. Uh, if you guys are watching, give us your one out of ten on a rating. See, Jareth gives it a ten out of ten. I don't, I wouldn't give it a ten out of ten. Probably right? not. I would, I would not give it a ten. Out of 10. Jareth, you're being very generous, and that's what we like about you, Jareth. Thank you, Jareth. All right, Jareth is he? He feels it here. You guys go ahead and continue to give us our ratings here. Uh, Michael, uh, Michael Kent saying Russo and Doctor Chris hating on Raw every single Monday night. Though here's the thing: this isn't this isn't Legion of Raw. Legion of Raw we have every Monday night on our YouTube channel on our Facebook Watch. With Dr. Chris Featherstone and, of course, former WWE writer, WCW writer, Vince Russo. And they are very negative on Monday at Raw. I don't know if they'd be as negative on this pay-per-view. I'm not talking for them. And we're not them. And that is okay. If you don't agree with me, that's fine. Just sit and enjoy it. Are you entertained? I was entertained by a majority of the show. And if you want to say this one five-minute match takes away from the work, I mean the work that the women and the men put in tonight, because oh. let's get into it. I thought that women's match that opened the show was a yes. banger. Yes, was it a was. Banger. Absolutely. Asuka, Rhea, Charlotte Flair coming out in her Cruella DeVille gear. All right. Uh, this was awesome. Moonsaults off the top. Everyone got their moving. Asuka took the pin. I don't know what this does for Asuka, but this does cement Rhea as top gale on Monday mm-hmm. nights. What did you think? I thought this, uh, just like you said, you took the words out of my mouth. It was a banger of a match. And the most important part about this match was it made me believe that Asuka at one point might have taken that belt because she she almost hooked in the Asuka lock a couple of times. But, man, it was just a back and forth the incredible athleticism from Charlotte, just all the different spots back and forth between all three women. I think they were fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was just a, the perfect way to start off the pay-per-view post-WrestleMania. What do you do with Asuka now? She, she's uh, on the losing end oh, here. Lost at WrestleMania, lost here. Uh, I think maybe maybe a brand change is in order for her. 
maybe maybe go down to NXT, put her back. I think, she never, I think, she never I think lost that title. Way better. That would be way better for her than going to SmackDown. I think mm-hmm. some new some new some new pairings there. Her her and EO maybe kind of switch brands. I think would be a way to go. Oh, bring up EO. That'd be cool. I love my that right here. Uh, Jareth wants to know what was uh, what was our favorite match of the show? What was your favorite match of the show? Oh man, uh, I would have to say I would have to say the triple threat WWE championship match because that was just uh, big men slapping big meat all over big the meat top. slapping men. Beef. Oh my god, dude, it Brady was unbelievable. Beef. This 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 match was brought to you by Omaha Steaks because there were some steaks in that ring. Yo behemoths of men just mm-hmm. really just beating the living crap out of each other. Bobby Lashley going through the LED board through an explosion and all of a sudden figures out a way to make it just in time to the match to throw Drew McIntyre out and hit a spear on Braun Strowman to retain the title. But I had mentioned this to you on our conversation prior to mm-hmm. rest, uh, to, to the WrestleMania Backlash show and you were asking me about this match. And I mentioned that this match is going to have a lot of showing for Braun Strowman. And Braun Strowman did not disappoint. Dude. This has possibly been Dude. the best performance Braun Strowman has put on in a very, very long time. If not the best performance he's had to date. That's a 300-pound man. Like, that's a lean 300 He did a pound cannonball man. off the apron. He was doing toe pace. He's doing running topes off the was, top. It was 305 no, Live at WrestleMania Backlash. Dude, tonight. yes, 305 Live. That is exactly the <laughs> you stole it out of my breath. These are three big men. I think I'll I'll put it out. I'll put it out there. This is the best big man match I've ever seen in WWE. Like he's uh Braun's getting in that Vader great. territory. He's getting that bam, he's he's getting in bam bam bigelow territory. Okay. Uh, I love this. I thought it brought a lot out of him. I didn't even mind that he took the pin in this. Similar to the, the women's match, which was a great triple threat. That one was going back and forth. They almost mirrored the the, the way the triple threat worked. Whoever the agents were on this did a really, really good job because they made it seem like there's three people. Anything mm-hmm. can happen. Mm-hmm. Bang, 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 bang. Lots of movement and then finish, you know? And they did that in the women's match. It almost worked the same way with, with a little bit more separation. Um, because they every time it looked like someone had the advantage, Lashley thrown through the LED board, boom, bang, you know, use the Thunderdome, use the gimmick, right? Play it up. Drew finally has the advantage. Him and Braun, right now, they're doing Takamichu Noku drivers on 300 that pound was guys. Insane. When right. I saw a Michinoku driver being delivered to Braun Strowman, my mouth, my jaw dropped. I couldn't believe what I was seeing on TV. That Mig Belair is right there with us. Uh, Drew McIntyre doing the Michinoku driver. Uh, on a 400-pound man. Yeah, 400-pound man. 400-pound man. You know, but we still have people in the chat saying FWW because they want to show up. They just want to show up, and it doesn't really matter if uh, these, these people go out there and try and break their bodies. Also, when Braun did that tope, I when you look at the replay, he's he's going head over heels, and it's I thought he was going to land on his neck. It is on Bobby and Drew to make sure he does not like land on his neck. Like who who gets the worst of it, Bobby and Drew or Braun? Because I I don't want to be Bobby. I don't want to be Drew trying to catch this four hundred pound man doing a tope. That, that's, that's, a, that's a move we aren't going to see often. <laughs> like, I don't think we're going to see that oh, one now and then. That's a Brock Lesnar doing the four fifty off the top rope. Maybe we'll do it now. Maybe maybe we 
you don't do that one again. Uh, it was one of those like near, oh man, it was something else here. It was, it was quite the match. And then the ending made sense. It was just like, they, they can't keep this pace up. Like you can't just keep doing this in three different directions. Um, I liked it. Uh, Drew looked strong. Braun can take the loss. Uh, I mean, have they made Braun into the, into the guy, into the top guy in WWE? No, but I don't think that's the worst thing. I don't think that's the worst position to be, especially when WWE's roster is so deep. Um, and I don't think this is the worst one. He's been in this position before where he's always been like, right, right, right there. And they don't pull the trigger on him. They gave him the title before and it was, it was a fine run. You know, uh, I also think he'd be better taking on a Sheamus. You know, I think he'd be better in that role and he would have his own, his own space to play with here. His own, his own playground, if you will. What's next for Bobby Lashley with this title? Is Drew still in the hunt? What's going on with him in Hell in a Cell? Yeah, I think Drew, I think it's probably going to end up being Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre at Hell in a Cell inside the structure. Hell, I uh, say put three of them in there. Put the three of them in there. We if might. This was, if this was we that might. good. Yeah. If this was that good, I say put the three of them in there. We might. Uh, uh, shout out to a faithful fan of the show, Mr. James Espanto. Fernando Why? All right, he says, follow Sports Key to Zone. Too bad, too bearded, too bald heads. And he shouts out our tag, our, our Twitter tags. Thank you so much for that. Appreciate Always that, appreciate James. Him. Always appreciate him. Look, he's telling people to download the app. He's telling people to download the Sports Key to app. When did he get on payroll? When did that happen here? Um, uh, also, uh, you know, Johan bringing this up here. No presence of Alexa Bliss on the show. She was not no, present at all. At all. Uh, she did her spooky voodoo and gave people muscle cramps on Monday Night Raw, but we did not see any of that on the pay-per-view tonight. Well, I mean, also, you know, she, she didn't have Shayna Baszler to do a voodoo on because Shayna Baszler is no longer women tag team champion. So I don't know. But that was that was a little weird because maybe she could have interfered and used her supernatural powers in the triple threat match since she wants to, you know, make such an impact back in the women's division. Uh, Chris chiming in saying people saying FWE are still in here listening to you two comment on everything. Yeah, it's okay, man. It's I get it. It's it's fine. It's fine here. Uh, let let's jump let's jump to another part of the card. Am I forgetting anything? I think we've covered almost everything before we get well, to this main event here. Yeah, let's talk about the main event because we have covered everything, and mm-hmm. that main event was good. They gave that match Woo! at least twenty five minutes, right? At least twenty five. Long introductions, yeah. big time feel. Uh, before we get into it, this is Pat McAfee's first pay-per-view main event. Uh, he did have some audio issues early on in the beginning on color commentary, but once those were taken care of, he got going here. He got going, and, and I thought Pat added a lot to the drama of this uh, and made it feel like a big-time main event. Michael Cole, people crap on Michael Cole. I thought he did a great job on this uh, because when you have a good match and you have good commentary, it elevates everything. It's just that extra little bit of sauce there. I do uh, have to nitpick one little thing on Michael Cole, though, and he did this on he did this on SmackDown, and he did it tonight too. He called Cesaro an upstart, and by no means Cesaro is an upstart. I mean. Cesaro's been there for nearly 10 years. He has nearly 20 years of experience. He's been in big matches. I mean, not in like title matches in WWE, but the for Cole to call Cesaro an experienced veteran and upstart, I took that a little bit personally, and I don't even know Cesaro personally. D- what did you notice that? Um, I mean, an upstart in the sense in the general sense of the word, I don't think it's deeply inaccurate in the greater, in the greater picture, what's going on with WWE. I don't think that's inaccurate. It's not, it's not the farthest off thing. I think for people who've been watching WWE for a long time, you've seen him there and he's just been there. Right. 
And they play that story that was in the video package. They haven't ignored that he's always been a viable contender, and they're just finally pulling the trigger with him. Uh, let me know what you guys think of that. What did you think of, of how it was presented here? I love this because they they had this relentless nature to the match, and this is kind of the formula they've done now with Roman that's kind of settling in. Is you, People get to be competitive with him, but once he beats you down, he beats you down. And like, mm-hmm. there's only so many of those those big, every little punch, the those forearm forearms. shots, the forearms that he Brutal. does. Also, one thing I loved about him that made him very, very great once this new head of the table character settled in was how just evil and repugnant he is and just disrespectful he is to everything else and how hubris, the word yeah. I keep bringing up is hubris. He doesn't think he's evil. He thinks you're evil for not responding to his greatness. Mm-hmm. He's so lost in this mm-hmm. that it isn't just, I'm great and blah, 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 the classic wrestling here. It's, but it's like, like how, how dare you? How dare you? Yeah. How dare you not? And he's doing it that, so good. And and even doing it in the match to the point of like calling out Daniel Bryan and saying like, listen, look what I'm doing to your guy here. All right. You challenged me. You stepped up to me and you disrespected me by saying that you were better than me. And look what I'm going to, I'm going to break his arm. I'm going to do, I'm going to do what you did to my, I'm going to do it to his now. All right, you tried this with me. It didn't work. I was going to work on his. And I and that immediately made me think, well, fun little fun little tidbit there. Daniel Bryan coming back to WWE. <laughs> All right? You don't you don't bring up well, a man's name in the and your defense, event of a you pay-per-view. are a huge Daniel Bryan guy. So I mean, I know you would probably I'll put it out there. That. Yeah, I know you want to. Immediately, if you are a Daniel Bryan fan, that immediately can just seal up the deal, okay? I don't know if it's for sure, but why would they bring up Daniel Bryan's name in the main event of a pay-per-view weeks after he's apparently had his contract expire and uh, you know Roman Reigns sent him packing and and that this is his ushering out of the WWE? Did I mean just to, I know my ADD is going off like crazy here because I was amped up, I was screaming at my TV watching. Like oh, all right. So when I heard that, I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> ooh. Do you think that do you think that was a sign of anything? I don't know, man. Uh it's unclear. It's it's unclear if it is a sign of anything. I don't think so. I think it's probably more related to what Daniel Bryan did for Cesaro. And <laughs> yeah. like says, you know, he's oh, just putting it, was it a back in his face. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think it's gonna story. I honestly don't think it's gonna allude to anything. Not right now. You know, especially what it's been three weeks since he's left. He's one, I think he's wanna take some time off for, for a <laughs> while. Seeds are there. They planted the seeds. Could be. Could be. That, that is, they just took the shovel out and put the seed right there. And they said, that, remember when we planted that seed? Right there. It's right there. You know where yeah. it is. Uh, but so other people- I, I actually really enjoyed um, not only the finish, but what happened after the finish. Because not only Cesaro gets a beatdown from Roman Reigns, he also gets a beatdown from Jey Uso. And then you hear Seth Rollins' music. Everything stops. Seth Rollins gets in Roman's face. So in my mind, I'm thinking, what? Like, is this going to happen? Nope. He goes straight back to Cesaro to continue. We had started back during WrestleMania. So it looks like this is probably going to be that, you know, the continuation of Cesaro and Seth Rollins. So what's next for Roman? What's uh, next I mean, for Roman? There's is, nobody else. Is it, is it Seth Rollins? 
I'd it, love it, to. <laughs> it definitely feels like Cesaro is going to have to deal with Seth Rollins now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you got a heel heel scenario at the top of SmackDown. I don't think that's ideal for who's your top the, A show. Who's the he, who's the heelist heel of the heels? Roman, and then not too far behind is Seth, probably. Yeah. So I don't I don't know how you play into that. Uh, I don't know who that character is that you could pop in there that that shakes everything up. Uh, it is too soon to bring back Daniel Bryan. I think you're right. Uh, if you did injure, you know, uh, Cesaro after this valiant battle. By the way, just a great match. Him and mm-hmm. him and Roman Reigns just had this phenomenal match. I like the idea that people pass out and they don't tap out to his finish. They get the valiant loss. They don't get pinned, but they do get beat into a technical knockout. They didn't get. They didn't tap out. You get choked out. I love how Cesaro just wakes up after being passed out. Like he just all of a sudden wakes up realizing where he's And that at. was a great sell. Yeah, that, that was, was a, beautiful. That was a beautiful sell. And and also a beautiful work by Roman of, of like, you love this. You love, you take joy in this. This is my business. I don't love this. Like the trash talk, everything about it is masterful. He's so dialed into his character. Uh, and Cesaro, uh, powering out of moves i like mm-hmm. i like that because that like mm-hmm. lent itself the suplex off the apron out of into the ring there's just a bunch of great things in this i loved it people loving also uh what uh, was also very interesting on how annoyed by everything that cesaro was doing how annoyed roman reigns was getting with every little thing that he was doing not to mention on if you've noticed and i've noticed this actually within the last three months one, his submission game is getting much better. He had a beautiful mm-hmm. transition tonight into, into his guillotine. So you can tell he's putting in the they work really, on the match. They really put over that move. They yeah, really put over how you, dangerous that move is. Now. Absolutely. You can tell that he's doing his work on the mat. He's working on the transitions. So that's great for Roman. But what I also notice when he's doing exchanges inside the ring, for, for example, tonight is a great example, how slow and methodical Roman was with Cesaro when he needed to be slow, when he needed to come out, when he needed to come back in, mm-hmm. beat, beat, beat down a little bit more, grind him a little bit more. He takes his sweet time, and then he adds the smugness to that on top of that. I mean, right now, Roman is just an unbeatable character. Who's the guy that beats him? He's gone through everybody. Like my thing is like, who's the next guy to step up? We have a couple of people, people saying, um, you know, they're they're trying to reboot Shinsuke Nakamura here. They're trying to say he's the king. We of were supposed style. to get that, don't you? Did you forget that we were supposed to get that, and they did just change plans all of a sudden? I'm dying to see Shinsuke versus Roman. Yeah, what a about- lot more. Work. You gotta you gotta get Shinsuke fired up again before you can get him there. I think that's a little bit ahead of the curve here. Uh, and June 20th will be the next pay-per-view date. That'll be, so they have some time, you know, you have nearly over a month to get there technically. Uh, so, uh, you know, other people want Brock Lesnar back in the mix. I don't know if a Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns match is ideal right now. Uh, I, I know our very own Dutch Mantel legendary wrestling mind Booker and personality chimed in on this on Friday. I'm about to burp at some point in this sentence. And he, uh, he said that, you know, Brock Lesnar could come back. And then it's Paul Heyman. Which way is he going to go? Is he going to go to the, the the beast that he knows, Brock Lesnar? Or is he so intimidated by the probably mentally abusive, physically abusive Roman Reigns uh, that he's going to stay with him? Whose bitch will he be? <laughs> was the talk. If I was booking, he'll be both because that way you could team up Roman and Brock and make them tag team champions. <laughs> 
that would not last long. No, <laughs> that would not. Not at all. Not at all. Um, yeah, definitely. It is interesting to see what happens here. I'm on board. I think this is a great pay-per-view. Um, if, if SmackDown was the night after this pay-per-view, I think we'd benefit from it more. Uh, mm-hmm. Raw, though, this is just them starting to creep back. There's a lot of positive momentum from those shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, both are feature matches. The women's uh, triple threat and the men's triple threat. I thought were both very, very strong matches, but SmackDown had a much stronger showing overall on this show. Overall, I'm giving this pay-per-view an 8 out of 10. An 8 out of 10. Very, very good show. Seek out the tag team match. Seek out both triple threats. And seek out Roman Reigns versus Sara if you haven't seen the show yet or you're just watching us for the results. Yeah, I'm going to go with an 8.5 on this one, Kev, just because... Yeah, don't uh, one-up me, Jose! <laughs> absolutely, I have to one-up you. Just because I like the zombies. I thought the Army of the Dead lumberjack zombie match, I thought that was great. It was silly. It was ridiculous. And it was exactly what it needed to be. So that's where you're getting that extra half a point because everything else was great. The mm. The triple threat match was awesome. The main event with Roman and Cesaro was great. The opening match with Rhea... Charlotte and Oscar, that was a banger. Mm-hmm. Everything else in between was good. So if you guys are talking about it, it's because it was memorable. And if it was yeah. memorable, WWE did their job. Uh, I want to say what was memorable is you guys tuning in. I know a lot of people check us out after pay-per-views, but definitely uh, you know, get on board with all the things we say about notifications and subscriptions. And the reason we say that is because we produce a lot of content and I can understand with your devices and so many things coming in you where we, that could get lost in the mix. Okay. So Monday through Friday, you can see uh, Jose and I doing the top stories of the day, right around 5 PM central, 6 PM Eastern. That is on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, we have the podcast app. we have a lot of different stuff. So just turn those notifications on so you can get everything we're doing on all of our different channels. Also, if you don't like something we're doing, let us know, get in the comments and be like, Hey, I didn't like this. And here's why this didn't work for me. Or, or I don't like the look of this, or I like this host, or I don't, you know, let us know what you think. Uh, tons of interviews, a lot of content for you. Uh, if you want to check out our podcast feed, we're really trying to get that going. I just dropped a 38 minute interview. We don't have the video of this up yet. A 38 <laughs> minute interview with Jim Ross, a 38 minute interview where we have a very long, very, very, I would say intimate conversation about Vince McMahon, about what it is like to work with him the greatest compliment that Jim Ross ever got from him that was very moving to him and and he he took it to heart very much. uh, That is available now on our Spotify channel. So definitely go check that out as well. Um, People want to talk about Seth's crappy suit. Yes, Seth is just going insane with these suits right now. I'm kind of loving him. You know, I'm kind of loving the drip that, uh, that Seth Rollins is bringing over to SmackDown, man. Definitely. Uh, other people uh, predicting like uh, Seals Blue Devil. I mean, maybe he's a he's a DePaul Blue Demons fan here, uh, saying that Bliss and Ripley story. Maybe that's where they go on Monday at Raw after this. What do you think? Uh, I, you know what? I'm not exactly sure who Bliss is targeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, all I know is whoever she is targeting just needs to be ready for all that supernatural nonsense. You want to take a couple questions? We got a lot of people with us here tonight. Let's do it. Yeah, let's, we're, we're let's past take a couple. One minute mark. I want to. I want to award the people that have watched us here for over forty minutes here. <laughs> Any questions you guys got about what's going on in WWE? We'll feature them. Whether or not you've been on the screen with us, whether or not you've been uh, on the podcast with us already, we'll get you up here uh, and let us know what you think here. Uh, Greg Burbage def- definitely didn't check out the pay per view. He says, "Did Belair beat Bailey? Yes, she sure did. did. Definitive faction." Uh, there's a lot of, do you see a lot of people commenting on the show that clearly that are obviously not watching it? You ever see that before? Sometimes. And there's nothing wrong with that, Greg. You know, Sunday night, maybe you got your kids and maybe you're watching a game or something like maybe that. Maybe you're just you tuning in out. right now. 
Hey, yeah. there's pl- plenty of people starting to go out again. Those vaccinations are settling in the United States. See a lot of just people got going out. Just, just got, got you get your second shot or your first shot. What'd you get? I just got my first one. The next shot's in uh, the three weeks. There you got the you love the sore arm. You yeah, it, sore it's arm. done though. I don't have it anymore. It's good. I'm good. Oh, well, no. right. you're, you're you're good. You're good. And you guys out there get get your shots as well. Be safe. Do all the good things. So we can get back to wrestling as as we remember it here. Uh, keep your comments coming in here uh, with different things here. Kind of waiting up here. Here we go. I got a question. Uh, Randy McElroy wants to know, what about Jeff Hardy? What about Jeff Hardy, Jose? What's the status of Jeff Hardy? Because it, it isn't particularly positive at the moment. It isn't. I mean, he's been on a, on a pretty you know long string of losses recently. He had a loss on Monday Night Raw against Jinder Mahal recently. Jinder Mahal, by the way, looking absolutely shredded with Indusher and Shanky. Um, but yeah, he lost, uh, not only to Mahal on raw, but to Mahal on main event. So he hasn't had a very good, uh, winning streak, but he still has, you know, there has been a lot of speculation. Oh, is Jeff Hardy going to join his brother, Matt Hardy at AEW? Nah, he still has about two or three more years on his contract with WWE. So they'll probably just use him as in a veteran capacity and just help maybe put, um, get him on NXT. Get him on NXT. Yeah. Do Jeff Hardy on NXT. Would be cool. A lot of fresh things you can do with him there. A lot of lot of people who have are very inspired by him. Also, NXT, you don't have to be the best promo. You have to be like top wrestling guy first, and then mm-hmm. they carve out the character around that. It. It's almost an inverse of what you see sometimes on Raw and SmackDown. Nothing wrong with that. Just different presentation. And I think uh, he would be a big draw there. Like like in the way that he kind of gotten lost in the mix on Raw where you have to focus new faces and different things like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any problem with saying, let's focus some more older stars that are they're established in a different way and create some new pairings. You know, Hardy with a Gargano, you know, Hardy with these different guys. I think that'd be, it would bring out a different side of him, you know, and he could do some extreme matches there and have some real fun that play up who he is and, and stuff like that. Just my take here. Uh, other people with different takes here. Bah, 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 bah. One, one, here we go. Particularly asking this. We've been asked this a couple times. Uh, and we don't mind because we're getting asked this all the time. When are fans going to be back at WWE? Well, we had WrestleMania two nights. Jose was there. We did a, we did a storm watch report from there. Uh, had we live had weather GT- reports we, two, day, two days in a row, right? <laughs> we had one of the weirdest post-show podcast things I've ever done. And I don't know how it played out. And I remember just texting you and saying, how are we going to pull this off? And it was, uh, thank you to Rico playing the camera. And we had AirPods that worked as well. Uh, we did a post show as you guys left WrestleMania, which makes physically, as you're walking out, you're on camera and you can hear me and I'm running in the chat. It was insane. If you just want to see some weird video, go look it up. It's on our YouTube. Hey, it came uh, out great though. It did. It came out really good. The whole time I'm just like, this is going to fall apart at some point. And it, <laughs> did it, and it never did. It didn't. Um, I want to get into this, though. When, when are fans coming back? We've been covering it for a while. AEW announced just about a week ago they will have three events. They'll be in Florida and Texas for Dynamite starting in July. They'll be over there over three weeks. Uh, they have not announced any more beyond that, uh, but they are focusing on that. I will say, though, uh, for events they had previously announced before the pandemic that they had pushed back and sometime have delayed now for the second or third time, those events, those tickets are still available. Jim Ross noted to me in the conversation, you guys can go check it out. There's a lot of excitement from AEW to do this. And then we've already heard the response that WWE is not going to let that go unannounced. They are not going to go and not respond in their own way. July, as we mentioned, uh, is a time frame in which New York City wants to open up. They want to be open for business and be at full capacity. Also, New York is saying, if you come here, we'll get you vaccinated to some degree at, uh, you know, tourism sites and stuff like that. 
so th- there is another big draw for for imagine the optics of that you don't look bad if you're going somewhere where people can get vaccinated and they sit and they watch a wrestling show as silly as it sounds uh but yeah uh, i can see wwe doing something big in new york city i'm in chicago i haven't heard anybody tell me it i've asked more than a few but no one knows for sure uh, but Chicago as a city wants to be open for it. WWE though, tends to run at the Rosemont horizon. When you hear events in WWE uh, in Chicago, they aren't technically in the city itself. They're outside of it. The equivalent of New Jersey to New York, if you will. So, uh, I think there's a real big possibility for something in July. Don't know if it's going to be TV. My assumption is maybe they would save that. Maybe that's why the hell in a cell was, was changed. You know, that's maybe, a very maybe, good point. Maybe, you know, maybe there's a lot of, you know, money in the bank is a draw. I've been to two Money in the Bank shows live. They were both sold out. Uh, and they were both shows that people will wait to see. I would say Money in the Bank is kind of superseded in some ways. Survivor Series is like, kind of like that final four big pay-per-view. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, <clears throat> it's weird because, you know, we've been talking about this now for for an entire week of all these different reports on when fans are going to be coming back and, you know, what's the situation with that. Um I think, like I've been saying, you know, say at the beginning of this broadcast when we were talking about it, I think we're going to see them sooner rather than later, especially with all the states opening up, all the new, you know, venues opening up, music festivals, rock festivals, um, sports venues. They're opening up. People are getting vaccinated. And just with the news of AEW going back to the road in July and with the report and and some, you know, some, some talking about WWE possibly going back to the road on tour in July as well, you know, you you could only just make an educated guess on when you're going to go. And everything looks like it's pointing to July. When in July? I don't know when in July, but I'm, I'm certainly hoping that by the time July rolls around that we have healthy audience in both AEW shows and in WWE. There'll be so, some social distancing. I don't think they're going to be allowed. I don't think it's only three feet down. It's only three feet. Three, we're down to three feet now. The so, CDC just said that if you're yeah. fully vaccinated, you don't need to socially distance. So then, you don't need to wear masks. How are you going to prove that? How are you going to know that people are vaccinated? Like, what's there's a company called Clear Result that does like a third party verification of your vaccination status. But then you have to get people to sign up for that. Is WWE going to want to go on that route? Is AEW doing that? They didn't announce anything it's like, like a passport, that. right? Like a passport. Uh, kind yeah, of there, there's yeah. some, there's some, there is some, you can volunteer for those. Uh, in some countries, they're demanding it, and they've demanded it for decades. So, you know, I don't, we don't want to get political, but those are things you're going to have to deal with if you want to go and see stuff here. Um, other people uh, uh, texting with their, their thoughts on the different things here. Uh, Christopher Ryan Cooper saying that Alexa Bliss sent out those zombies. It would make ah, sense. That might be the tie in. That might be the. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> that'll, that'll, yes. The Lily, it's Lily's fault. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's Lily's fault here. Other people with uh, different takes here chiming in. I want to make sure I get this. Somebody had a question about John Cena. We get asked about John Cena all the time. Uh, John Cena has announced that he is, I had a one or two, I'm trying to find it here. It was here from somebody. Uh, if I don't have your name in front of me, I'm sorry. We got a bunch of different questions. Keep them in. If you guys uh, shot your question in the chat and we didn't get it already. Uh, what, what is the status of John Cena in WWE? Well, we didn't get him at WrestleMania. He said he wanted to be a part of it, but he couldn't. He was making the Peacemaker show for HBO Max. Uh, and he loves to play with fans online, posting on his Instagram, simply the WWE logo. Then a few days later, uh, the official announcement coming out that he will narrate and produce a WWE show called 
WWE evil that will specifically look back in documentary style at the biggest villains and antagonists. They have to use that. They have to use all of their English, their English lit words, antagonists. You can't just say villains are bad guys, right? Um, so he will narrate that. It's interesting. Why would the biggest baby face of all time narrate a show mm. about villains? Mm. I'll put it out there. <laughs> I mean, there's I'll already a lot of people. There. There's a lot of people already speculating me being one of them. Yeah. You know, why are you putting out this type of docu docu series out if you aren't going to be coming back as a certain character? So maybe we're going to get Hollywood Cena now. He's too good to be in Hollywood WWE. Cena. I'm on Hollywood board. Cena. I'm okay with Hollywood that. Cena. I'm on board with it. You got this Fast and the Furious movie. When does that come out? It's uh, coming out this summer. Yeah, it's coming out real soon. I, That's I believe be a with huge it. movie. And what is he in that movie? He's the villain. He's the heel. He's the it heel, comes baby. Out Thursday, June twenty fourth. All right. So June twenty fourth. That would make it possible for him to show up right after Hell in a Cell. I mean, I don't know. Like the pieces just fall too perfectly in a perfect world. And Kevin. when is WWE going to try and get back on the road? July, sometime in July. And when is when is SummerSlam? End of August. Boom! It all just adds in. It just all. Uh, and what was what rebooted The Rock's movie career? Didn't it probably didn't need the reboot? The reboot. Uh, but ten years ago, rocketed. yeah, when he when he returned to WWE, when he took on the Rock mantle again, he stopped calling himself just Dwayne Johnson. He's like, no, I'm Dwayne the Rock Johnson. You can call me the Rock. I'm the Rock. It's okay. You know, I'm not gonna I'm gonna stop denying who I am, right? And then he jumped in the Fast and Furious series, and that was a huge thing for that series, big box office. All right. Then he got Jumanji. Then he got to lose all these things. Now he's network television shows. One of the biggest movie stars in the world, whether or not you think his movies are great, right? Him coming back to WWE, going back to his core audience to rebuild out his brand. John Cena doing that in WWE now is the same thing. Mm -hmm. That's You want to get ready for Suicide Squad? If you're Warner mm -hmm. Media, yeah, we can't get you over at AEW, but we got this DC superhero movie that you're in. Mm -hmm. Can you can you go do some stuff in WWE? Can you mm -hmm. go, you know? All right. And if you're some AEW fans that love yourself some TNT, get ready to get pissed off because they're going to buy some ads on, on Raw. They're going to they're going to buy some ads and they're going to buy some for ads to out, tell you that for Wipeout. Yeah, all that different stuff for Wipeout and all those different things here. Uh, people saying that he was a heel in 2002, 2003. Yeah, but come on, he, he was yeah, a box a office. Yeah, box office baby face. Box office baby face. That's what's going to happen here. Uh, yeah, people people uh, definitely uh, bring up that he plays Dominic. Dominic's brother, Dominic. Uh, yeah, all those different things here. So it's thank you for your questions. Th thank you guys for being with us for nearly an hour. Over 100 likes and responses on the video. I really, really appreciate that. If you haven't done it already, go ahead and follow him at Jose underscore G underscore official on the Twitter machine. You can follow me at Kev Kellum. That's K-E-V-K-E-L-L-A-M. Uh, and uh, you know, as I mentioned, subscribe, support all the stuff we're doing. We've said it to you a million times. I'm not going to be annoying with it. Uh, I am on the radio. I am on the radio at 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Monday through Friday now on the X in Rockford, Illinois, 104.9. You can stream it anywhere in the world on TuneIn. The link is uh, in the pinned tweet at the top of my Twitter profile. Jose, I know you got stuff going on with Reekins of Wrestling. 
Yeah, we got Recons of Wrestling every Thursday at 8 p.m. We recap everything that goes down in the world of wrestling. So we'll be definitely talking about WrestleMania Backlash, Raw, SmackDown, NXT. Also, you can catch me here on SportsGator Wrestling every afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central with Kev Kellum talking the top stories of the day. And also on our daily news roundup, you can catch me and uh, get the latest that's going on in the world of wrestling. Thank you guys once again. Remember, when watching wrestling, we can bitch about zombies. We can bitch about what they're doing with John Cena and what they're not doing with John Cena. And they would have done this in all elite wrestling. They would have been mad. All those different things, okay? But we can still do this one thing. <sighs> Take a breath. Take a breath. Imagine you're a little kid. All right? You're just a little kid. You're not some jaded adult nerd, okay? All right? Just imagine it. Okay, take a sip of your cherry coke, your beer, whatever you're drinking. Okay. All right. And enjoy wrestling.